Hey guys, welcome to our program, Small Town Worlds, where we talk about world issues from a small town perspective through a biblical lens. Our aim is to spotlight Jesus Christ and spread the gospel while discussing relevant topics we all face day to day. Hey guys, welcome back to Small Town Worlds. We are back on schedule this week, <laughs> back on track. Yeah, um, if you've if you've missed us, we uh, I think we've been a little off schedule. Yeah, in several ways, but anyway, we're going to try to get back back yeah. on schedule. Yeah, we had uh, I think we've had uh, a little bit of illness, a little bit of life, life this <laughs> and that, this and that has come up, and um, so anyway, we are back, and we did uh, if you if you follow us or listen to us, we did one called um, deconstruction, and we're gonna we're gonna deconstruction part two today, two point <laughs> today. We're gonna expound. Um, because I'll tell you why we listened to the just thinking podcast um, right after we did our post I mean uh, not post but episode on deconstruction the just thinking guys uh, Virgil Walker and Carol Daryl Harrison thank you they uh, they did one right after us and gosh theirs was you know 3,000 times better than ours. And so they, they covered... It was also over three hours long. It was so. three hours long. Yes. And uh, they did a lot of backstory research and yeah. expounded on a lot of that. And they did a lot of sermon research and expounded on a lot of that. And then they took some contemporary issues and, and uh, expounded on those. And so we picked some points out of there that we thought really were good and um, we loved... The uh, things that they said, and so we're going to discuss some of those things yeah. today. And I love the, the approach that they take to it; very um, analytical, mm-hmm. um, for one thing. But I also I appreciate the education that they are giving, um, because you know, even though I have, you know, done my own study of it, and, and you know, we've we've talked about it several times, and even though we haven't, we've only done like. A, guess you could say one specific episode we have taught it has come up a lot yeah in our conversations and so but I still feel so limited in my understanding of it so I think yeah. the more we talk about it the more it keeps it in the forefront of my own mind and heart that it's something that I need to have on my radar it's something that I need to be educating myself about um, so that when questions do come up because that was one of his points keep these definitions on hand like we we need to understand the meaning of these words so that when we are confronted we we have a, a defense to give we have a mm-hmm. response to give that we that we aren't just like I don't really think that that's right but but rather we can say this is what you're saying you mean are you sure that's what you really mean by that yeah and also along that same vein um you know as we do listen to those guys and a lot of different guys um defining terms that term the term defining terms comes up all the time yeah, absolutely so that you're not talking over each other right. so that um who you're speaking with maybe saying a word that that they interpret one way and you interpret it a completely different way and so defining what you mean and and the bible verses that support what you mean um and so knowing that yeah yeah so we're going to dive in. We're going to dive in to um, that discussion. So let's, I made some notes. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about the five points first? So uh, Daryl Harrison did what he termed a five-point progression of deconstruction. Evangelical and deconstruction. Evangelical deconstruction. Thank you. Thank you. And that was the title of their episode is yeah. Evangelical Deconstructionism. 
is their title. And so before you before you read them, I just want to point out that this is why this issue is so important to us, is because these are things happening in the church. These mm-hmm. are not just things happening in society, which which is also of great interest to us, but these are things that are happening in the church of Jesus Christ right now. Right. And we should be alarmed. We should be educated. We should be aware. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why this is so important to me. So Yeah. And expounding on that, it's happening in America, but it's happening worldwide. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So number one, he said, do you want to... I'll, t- I'll say it and then we can discuss okay. about that. Sure. Okay. So he said, embrace the idea that church is a social, socially constructed system, not a divinely ordained institution originated in the mind of God. And I went back in my mind to an episode we did months and months ago about the value of the church to God. Mm-hmm. The creation of the church, what the church represents as the bride of Christ, the significance of the church to the heart of God, and um, yeah, that was wow. that was what I went back to. What did you, what did you think of when you were when you read that, or, or as you were listening to that? I was thinking cultural things immediately. I started I went the, the opposite way. I went the negative way of the culture and how the culture um, instead of. Instead of, well, I was thinking about that basically, yeah. but the, how the culture wants to destroy that. Yeah. And, um, and how everything in our society is a socially constructed system. That's where my mind went. Yeah. You know, we turn everything into a club and a social event. Yeah. I mean, we just do. Um, so that's, that's kind of where my mind went with that. Yeah. And, um, Virgil made a point. You can bend, break, twist, and move the church in order to de- deconstruct it if you adopt this mindset. Yeah. Because then yeah. every because you, then you can invalidate any part of it that you don't like. Right. If it's a social construct, well, then um, if there's any part of it that doesn't please you, or if there's any part of it that you take offense to, um, then you feel justified in in breaking it down, or going against it, or rejecting it. Mm-hmm. You know, in whatever. Yeah, which is what the progressive churches. That's the adoption of this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a social, mm. it's a social club. Uh, assume that this, number two, assume that the socially constructed system is to be exclusive of certain intersectional identities, traditions, and behaviors. Um, this means that we, I put, that we, this is my terminology, that we find a social system that fits our lifestyle. Mm. Would you agree so with expa- that? Well, expound upon that a little bit when you say a social system that fits our lifestyle. What is, what? What kind of came to your mind in that regard? Well, you find um, like uh, birds of a feather flock together, like-minded, like-minded people, like-minded people who who want to do the same things that you do, who want to um, engage in the same activities that you do. Uh, if you are socially justice-minded, you are going to do things along that vein. Um, you know, if you are um, pick a pick a topic, yeah. <laughs> Pick a sin. How about that? Pick a yeah. sin. You're gonna you're gonna find people that um, are accepting of that. Yeah, if that's ex- acceptable to you, you know. I had a th- oh, I, I was, at first I had a thought, then it escaped, but it came back. It makes me think of an article I read um, a while back that talked about um, actually within a small community, you are more likely to find a church that's very diverse. 
as opposed to an urban area because in the urban area you are, you are it's easier to find people like you mm-hmm. and so you end up in um, a system that is very much like you know believes like you believe and lives like you live and mm-hmm. all those things yeah so do you think that they meant that the negative of that like I do yeah I do uh, and they expounded on that a lot. Um, so uh, they they did expound upon that a lot. They expounded upon. They talked about racial divides, um, and that and that's really where they took it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also talked about the LGBTQ movement, and they took it in that direction. Um, just finding a church that fits uh, that that's people like he said people that look like you people that sound like you people that um have are engaged in the same cultural activities as you are mm-hmm. um that's um that's often where this this goes yeah yeah and he said he he warned in that same little section about denying uh christ he said you'll find that people that are going through deconstruction are hesitant to did you listen to that mm-hmm, part mm-hmm. hesitant to deny christ they're going to keep christ in there yeah. because they well, don't it's like deny so many him. other religions yeah i mean it's like jay warner wallace pointed out in his book there most world religions include christ in some way in some way it's not it's not the biblical christ it's not it's not jesus christ the the you know of the Trinity, it's not the it's not the God Jesus Christ. It is some other version of Him that fits in with yeah. that their particular construct. Yeah. So that was huge. Um, and then number three, we'll move on. Identify cracks in the social system that have failed, and in the mind of the deconstructionist, need to be fixed or reconstructed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was I love. What did you write? Same thing, except that they used the word identify uh, subjective points or cracks. Yeah. Um, I I had just added that. I mean, I assume they said it. I don't know. I was just writing down as I was listening, but... um, I was too, and I was pausing and writing. I know, me too. So so, uh, I could have... Identify cracks in the system that have failed. Yeah. And what it makes me ask is, failed who? In what way have they failed? By what standard have they failed? Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that I that I would then ask someone that is is trying to use this as a point of contention with the church. Mm-hmm. Um, who's been failed? By what standard have you been failed? In what way have you been failed? Yeah, that's what I mm-hmm. I would want to know because it, it it comes down to that subjectivity. Yeah, if you're if you're fa- if you are failed because you didn't like what what the Bible says. Um, that's completely different than a human failing you because they sinned against you or well, yeah. you were, you were, you know, abused or mistreated in the church or, or what have you. It's relative truth versus objective truth. Yeah. It's, it's taken again, it's taken away the authority of the Bible. That's the goal right there with that, right. with that, um, with that impact of that, um, identify the cracks in the, in the system that have failed you. Because then you go right back up to number one. That is the supposition that the Bible is, I mean, that the church is a social construct. Mm -hmm. If you can call the church a system, um, then there again, you can identify anything about it that you don't like or displeases you and um, validate. It validates your feelings. It validates your experience. It validates your questions Mm -hmm. in a way that allows you to 
walk away or deconstruct or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Do we want to refresh what deconstruction is? I mean, I know we're four, we're three points in. <laughs> well, let's finish this and then we yeah, can talk about we, that. We can talk about what it is specifically. Sure. So he says he used the word hermeneutic on number four, but I'm going to use uh, the layperson term. Yeah, because I meant to look it up. You did good. Interpretation. I'm so glad. Okay, interpretation. Good. Okay. <laughs> so we, I looked it up. So imply, apply, I'm sorry, apply with an A, an interpretation of suspicion within the system so that anyone who remotely connected in any way to the system is deemed untrustworthy. Mm. And gosh, we see that everywhere all the time. Uh, That one, I thought that point was so great that he observed what was happening culturally and was able to articulate it because I couldn't, I haven't been able to say that, but it is huge and so true yeah you're saying so that's what's been on your heart so when you when you heard him say that you thought well yeah that's oh gosh it's so true it's so so true uh we're all we're all everybody's out to get yeah somebody you know and that's kind of how rampant the spirit of offense is oh gosh isn't it whether whether you're talking about deconstruction or not when you're just talking about the church society within families within i mean this this Yeah. yeah So we grew up in the suck it up generation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, suck it up. Deal with it. And it's not all about you. It's not all about you. Suck it up. Move on. Stop. You're being self You know, you're being, my mama used the word self-centered and selfish to me (laughs) 3,000, 3,300,000 times growing up. It was all true. Right. Trust me. I needed to hear it every time. I'm not saying, mama, I'm not saying I'm (laughs) offended by it but i'm saying that we were taught that right we were taught that it's not about it was you. called out for what it, it was. was called out yeah it was it was stopped you know and her attempt to stop it in its tracks and i don't know how well it worked with me but <laughs> but mama tried how about that mama tried <laughs> but gosh i recognized the this so yeah. so so much in america today and um and and within this movement yeah to harm the church really so let's think about for a second just before we move on to the fifth one what what is some how can we practically word that so that someone would understand um what an example of that is when we're talking about um suspicion of the system meaning in this application meaning the church Mm -hmm. so that all associate everybody associated with it any person any theology everything is deemed untrustworthy can you think of a specific I can think of a lot of different um, things that church leadership and clergy, um, you, well, they're, you can't trust them. You can't trust them with the, your money. Mm, uh, money you can't yeah. trust them with your children, uh, you know. And and I know there are instances of abuse in the church, right. in, in all churches. Um, but um, to come in with that mindset, yeah. to come in with the mindset that that the people are um, out to get your money, yeah. you know, that, that, that they're out to get something in your family, something from you, something yeah. from you, something within your family is targeted. And it made me think of how, how then the scripture is twisted for that purpose as well to, to, as if to say, if a, if a, if a pastor points out my sin, 
that he has an ulterior motive behind mm. it rather than this is God speaking to me through his word. And I yeah. think that that's just another way that the, the scripture can be dismissed, that God's standard can be dismissed. Because if I can, if I can deem everything associated with it untrustworthy, then I can dismiss truth mm-hmm. as being untrustworthy as well. Maybe because of who, whose mouth it's coming out of mm-hmm. or the system that is, um, behind behind it rather than being able to take God's word for the truth that it is. So I think that's another dangerous um, element of that of that it's one so as well. It's so true. It's such a good point yeah. to make. Yeah. Do we want to move on to the last one? Yeah, go ahead and okay, do the last so, one. So number five was reconstruct the socially constructed system, the church, into the image and likeness of the culture with a culturally accepted theology and social boundaries. He said a lot of different terms. Did you I write them all said, down? I just said, reconstruct this deconstructed system to match current social constructs. Mm-hmm. That was... Yeah, because he, he listed a lot of different things. He did, yeah. Um, but but I loved the culturally accepted theology. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, that's recreating the bible cherry picking the bible right making it fit how what you need it to say and and taking verses and reinterpreting verses um which goes back up again to making jesus look like we want him to look so that he can still we can still feel good about him being a part of our religious structure without actually submitting to the authority of christ Mm -hmm. as we know him to be through scripture Yeah. yeah um they talked about the. Um, they talked about, uh, and I wanted to see what your thoughts were on this. They talked about uh, the first. I wrote down those scripture Genesis three and mm-hmm. Matthew four, where he uh, where he talked about the first examples of deconstruction. Did you Did you I listen did, to yeah, that? Yeah. And did you like what he said about that? I did. I mean, I don't. I don't know that I would have ever thought to call it that, but it it's it so makes sense when mm-hmm. you consider what Satan presented to him, which is. You know, you can't really, it goes back to that suspicion. You can't really trust God to be telling you the whole story. I mean, that's yeah, essentially that's what Satan said. Yeah, that's basically what he did. So he went back um, to the very beginning. He went to Genesis 3 and um, that he called it the first deconstruction. And I put the breakdown. You know, it was the first time he tried to, that, that we see Satan in the picture. Um, the first time uh, that Satan tries to break down mm-hmm. what God is has began and established on earth and um and so it's genesis 3 verses 1 through 7 i didn't write the whole thing do you have your bible i can pull it up real quick pull it up for us but basically uh he's satan's come in and he's got to fix things Mm. he's got to fix things for god because it's not it's not right and that's what he's telling eve i mean we know that's a lie but what were the verses Uh, Genesis 3, 1 through 7. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the tree of the fruit of... We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. That's 1 through 3. Was it through five? It was through seven. Oh, sorry. Keep going. (laughs) But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eye 
and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. The reason I made you read it all the way through to seven was because he pointed out that that the serpent tried to break down God's systems, that it, the garden, mankind, mm. but what he could not break down, and he said it three times, is God. Yeah. He could not change that God was God. Mm. He couldn't. He couldn't take that away. Right. That was established, and he conceded it to Eve. I was going to say, and he didn't deny it. He didn't deny it. He didn't deny it, and I think that that's part of what we're seeing happening. And I put church in quotes because... If you take God out of the church, is it really the church? Well, no. No. Um, but if you if you continue to make it appear as if it is a church that, that is submitted to God, well, then you can continue on and, you know, make it look like you, however you want it to look. Yeah. Um, and then the second one that he used for, the de, for decon, biblical deconstruction is Matthew 4, 1 through 11. And that's where the devil tempted Jesus. And um, in that, he says um, two different times, if you are the son of God. Mm-hmm. So he's attempting to, again, take down who Jesus is in deconstruction in quotes. But where he came back and pointed out um, that that, that what he attempted to do is not a new thing. So, yes. So he said, Ecclesiastes 1, 9 through 10, and I'm just going to read the little short part in there, that there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. And um, so it has origins, like <laughs> deconstruction has origins right. in the Garden of Eden. It has origins in um, in the temptation of Christ. It's um, it's Satan. It's or. It's or, right. Its origin is in the heart and mind of Satan. Of Satan. It's Satan. All of it. And yep. it's him attempting to take down what God has established, yeah. what God has created, and all of mankind. And as, you know, if one were to listen to us or discuss this with us and um, want to express some ignorance on our part, um, I, w- I would not deny that I'm yeah. ignorant in so many things and in so many ways. But when I tell you, I am firmly confident in the fact that if you take apart who Christ is, if you deny the authority of the Bible, if you are calling for the breakdown of the church that God established, that is of Satan. Mm. I, can, I am ignorant of so many things. But that, I know. Yeah. You're you can call that. it anything you want to call it. You can say it's deconstruction. You can give it some other name. And it's probably going to have another name five yeah, years from long. now, two yeah. years from now, ten years from now. It's probably going to have a different name. Right. But it's going to be the same lie again and again, again and again. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to read one of the definitions that they shared of deconstruction. Yes. Read it this to us. was the um, Dr. Catherine Turner's. Yes, I liked that. Um, yeah. Of Durham Law School, and this was on her paper on uh, Jacques Derrida. And so it's this was her quote, or her statement. Deconstruction is concerned not with the discovery of truth or the distillery of correct conclusions, but rather with the process of questioning truth itself. Yeah. 
the process of questioning truth itself. It is a process characterized by uncertainty and indeterminacy. For this reason, deconstruction is not a method, and it cannot be transformed into a method. One cannot apply deconstruction to test a hypothesis or to support an argument. Rather, it is an ongoing process of interrogation concerned with the structure of meaning itself. It does not aim to provide answers. It does not seek to provide an objective truth or to support anyone's claim. It has no determinate outcome. Right. So deconstruction's only purpose. This was from from its establishment. This is the man that coined the term. This was his purpose. Mm -hmm. Its only point was to take text, the written word, the spoken word, or the written word. Academic origins. Go ahead. Or the written word and to break it down to to the point that it meant nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when you consider that that was its original purpose Mm -hmm. to take any supposed truth and break it down to the point that it meant nothing. Now you apply that to biblical truth. When, when you think about that, that's what's being done to the Bible today. That's what's being done to people's faith. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole point is to break it down to the point that it no longer means anything. It's not meant to supply answers to you. Right. Its point is not to bring you to a point of understanding, a point of revelation. Its only purpose is to take your faith and break it down to the point that it means nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote. I wrote. It's a never-ending cycle. Yeah. It's a. It's searching without an end, um, and there is no end goal. Right. Truly. The, well, there is an end goal in, in the mind of Satan. Right. And that's to. But if have you call yourself a, deconstruct, a deconstructionist, if you, uh, if you claim to have gone through deconstruction or be going through deconstruction, then it is important to understand this origin. It's important to understand that there is no end to it. Right. And for someone to say, I am deconstructing. For the point of then reconstructing, what are you reconstructing? What are you reconstructing with? Yeah. From what place are you reconstructing? I heard um, an, on another podcast someone talking about if if you want if you want to examine your faith. Yeah. If you want to take your faith and put it under a microscope and look and see what's true and what's not true. And why do you believe what you believe? And why do you believe what you believe? Great. We should all, I think we should be doing that continually, but through what lens are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And and with what material are you building it back? Mm-hmm. And and to me, that's the line that we have to make between examination and deconstruction. If yeah. we are going to be examining our faith in the name of Jesus Christ, we better be doing it through Scripture. And, and if we're not doing it through Scripture, then we need to understand what the end result of it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I'll t- tell you the word that Virgil used, ridiculousness. <laughs> he said it's going to be ridiculousness because it's going to it's going to go nowhere. Right. Yeah. Because there's there, it's not going to bring you to any place of rational 
evaluation of of the Bible. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. It's going to leave you at a place where you are continually suspicious of Scripture. You are continually suspicious of every theology. You are continually suspicious of every person speaking truth. Yeah. And eventually what you're going to do is you're going to decide for yourself what's true, and that will be what you build your life and your religion on. And if that is the case... Um, you are on shifting sand. We, any of us, we are all right. on shifting sand. That's a great segue into Ephesians. So, uh, Ephesians 2, 8, and this is the New King James Version. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. I like the New Living, I wrote the New Living Translate. New Living Translation, it said, God saved you by His grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. Mm-hmm. It is a gift of God. Yeah. So again, what are, you, what are you deconstructing? Are you right. taking apart this gift Yeah, that God has given us? Um, you know, I'm a firm, be- I, I do believe in free will. And so because of that, God, God is going to allow you to do that if that's what you choose. Just like he allowed the children in the Old Testament that he continually, continually, continually called back to himself. I'm in Ezekiel right now, which is gut-wrenching. I've already been through. I'm in Judges, and it's rough, oh, too. Ooh. Yes, Judges was <laughs> Judges is rough, too. But, you know, Ezekiel is the place where some of them already have gone into exile, and, and the, the prophecy is being given that more... Is the destruction is coming, and God yeah. is saying, "I gave you, I gave you every chance, and I finally just had to give you over to what you wanted." And so, if 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 you want to deconstruct your faith that He gave you, the gift of faith that He gave you, if you want to deconstruct the gift of the Bible, um, but you know, you're going to recreate it into something that's not your not not, not his. true, it's not His. It's not, yeah, it's not. That his. was the other quote that I had written, um, Doctor G. D. Hen. P. Hendricks, I'm sorry. The goal of deconstruction is to take apart the written language and put it back together in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. Then you're no longer going to have the truth of the Bible, which means you no longer have the Bible. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I just, I, I guess I'm so passionate about this because I know what faces um, our young people. Our young people going to college. And what faces um, a, an immature Christian Immat- when you're trying to seek mm. truth. Yes. And, um and I'm I'm fearful for you. I'm fearful for our kids going to college and um, those lost in a mega church that are just hearing bits and pieces of truth to, um, you know, satisfy that need for religion. Because in the mix of that, you you you're going to also be hearing this as well. You're yeah. going to be hearing uh, deconstruction and why you should be doing it and why it's important and. Um, I just want you, I want the church to be aware mm-hmm. what these terms mean and, and what somebody's talking about when they're, when they're using them. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We could have continued on with that for a, probably another 30 minutes, <laughs> but we're going to uh, close it out today and we'll see y'all again next week.